Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's In the Vine Dating Podcast. It is your host, Melissa Chavez here. First, I'd like to apologize because this episode will not be like any of our other episodes, as unfortunately, we had a recent death in our family and our panel could not get together to record. We appreciate your support and prayers during this time. However, instead of our usual content, we'll be sharing with you a recording from a Business Women of God meeting I recently had the opportunity to speak at, which was graciously recorded. Coincidentally, the message follows our previous episode so well that we thought it was fitting and appropriate. I hope you enjoy it. Please let us know your thoughts. And as always, pray for your single friends and, well, you know the rest. Welcome to Season 2 of In the Vine Dating Podcast with host Melissa Chavez, joined by Yesenia, Denise, and Shekinah. This season, we'll be discussing different topics such as premarital intercourse, soul ties, and the importance of servanthood. And of course, discussing your upcoming dating mixers and events. For more information, you can visit our website at www.inthevinedating.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to show your support and like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> so um, the title of my message is called uh, uh, Holy Spirit, God with us. But if I could change it a little bit, I would say Holy Spirit, God in us. And so um, when Rosie contacted me last year about this, um, I was really nervous <laughs> To be quite honest, but what she doesn't know is that weeks prior, I had actually had a vision of me speaking at a businesswoman of God event. And so, but I thought it was going to be years from then, right? And so then when she contacted me weeks later, I was like, hey, God, like, can you come through in other prayers that fast? Because I would really appreciate that. <laughs> but of course, God is God and he makes me exercise my faith. But here we are today. And then she drops another bombshell on me that she wants me to talk about the Holy Spirit. And so if you know anything about the Holy Spirit is that he's all things, everything, all at the same time. So and I'm like, how can I take this amazing, beautiful person and bring him into a 30 minute conversation? Like, Lord, have mercy on my life. Am I right? So then um, I started paying attention to what the Lord, what the Lord was doing in my life. And so. As I transitioned into that, I just want to tell you a little bit about my experience with the Holy Spirit. So I grew up in a denomination that was not um, uh, filled with the Holy Spirit and all that for 21 years. I had that and I mean, I got to learn a lot about the word and it was amazing. When I turned 18 to 21, I went through the proverbial getting my testimony. You know what I mean? Some of you know what I'm talking about. And so by the time I hit 21... I was tired. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm not made for the streets. Like, I just want a nap. <laughs> I was like, I just want to take a nap. So, um, six months, <laughs> six months after my 21st birthday, I got a, I got unfortunately a DUI. So keep in mind, for 21 years, I grew up in the church. I had never once heard God's voice. When I turned 21 and I had that DUI, it was the first time that I ever heard God's voice. I was highly intoxicated, about to get arrested. And, um, <laughs> and um I'm not encouraging that behavior. I'm not no. saying that you need to do that to hear God's voice. I do think that that was God's mercy on my life, allowing me to hear his voice in that moment. 
And so about six months later, I was invited to Greater Works Christian Church. And um, uh, one of my friends that invited me, he's like, he talked to Pastor Adriana. He's like, these girls need the Holy Spirit. So Pastor Adriana opened up her home and opened up the book. And she explained to me what the infilling of the Holy Spirit was and speaking in tongues. Now, before I continue to move forward, um, I know that the the topic of the infilling of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues is very, you know, not all of us may be on the same page, but let's let down our guards here today because that is not the conversation that I want to have. Today, I'm going to talk to you about my my experience with the Holy Ghost. And so um, she laid hands on me. And um, and if any of you have ever been prayed for by Pastor Adriana, then you know that she reads your mail. Right. And so and I'm like, OK, whatever you want. I need that in my life. And so she laid hands on me. I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, that was, that must have been on a Wednesday. Once Thursday, uh, Sunday came, I was like, it didn't stick, Pastor Adriana. I need you to pray for me again. And so then she prayed for me again. You know, God bless her and my Pastor Linda, cause they've been through a lot with me. Um, and so then finally from then, from that moment on, I just started cultivating my heavenly language. And so I started praying in tongues. I started doing all of that. And then, uh, once I started getting rooted in the church, our lead apostle, Apostle Rabinos, he allowed me to start teaching the young adults, right? And so and as I was praying and I'm like, God, like, what do you want me to speak about? What do you want me to talk about? The second time I ever heard God's voice and I was so excited because I had just heard God's voice and I heard the Holy Spirit. So to me, one, I just want to point out the fact that this is such a full circle moment for me. The fact that the first time I ever taught was about the Holy Spirit. And now I'm here teaching about the Holy Spirit. And that is so amazing to me. God is so good. He writes the best stories. That's all I have to say about that. So anyway, as I was learning about the Holy Spirit, I started realizing, oh my gosh, I had this idea all wrong. Because, you know, growing up in a denomination that was really strong with the word, but I never got to experience that intimacy with the Holy Spirit. I did, I, to me, he was just like, you know, you know, kind of new agey, like this vibe. He was like this power that you'd feel every so often, like the shakes or whatever. But as I started learning about the Holy Spirit, I realized that he is an actual person. And so by not cultivating my relationship with this person, I was missing a whole third of the Trinity. And so that's a like, I'm sorry, if somebody were to take a third of my checks, which they do, and I don't like it, how much more with God? Am I right? So um, I started learning about the Holy Spirit and I was like, oh my God, like this person has a character, he has emotions, he has a will, and he wants to reveal those things to me, right? Which leads me to my first and really next point, and that is friendship with the Holy Spirit. So about two years ago, I heard a, um, it was a, a very well-known pastor and he had just lost his wife to cancer. And so, um, it was his first message after, after that loss. And I was like, okay, I have to tune in because there's such a depth that comes out of some, somebody that walks with God that closely and they've experienced sorrow. And so, and I was like, I know that this is going to be powerful and rightfully so it was. And so he said such a stunning remark that caught me off guard. It offended me in one way. And in another way, it lured me into sitting with that. Right. And keep in mind, again, two years ago. So he said, you can only be God's friend to the level of Lord that he is in your life. And so when I heard that, I was like, excuse me, I am God's friend. You know what I mean? I was like, so it's been two years and I've been sitting with that and I've used that and I've had some sort of breakthrough and revelation with that. But what happened, it, what I think what made it so difficult for me to receive that is because unfortunately, the church, the church in general, right, and this Western culture is we think that 
um, friendship with God is automatic, but it's not the case. So for example, there's a difference between proximity and intimacy. There, I'm in proximity with all of you here this morning, right? I know some of your names. We spent them, we're gonna spend the morning together and it's awesome. If I were to leave this room today and I were to see you driving down the street, I would say, oh, hey, I spent the morning with that person. However, it doesn't mean that we were intimate. It doesn't mean that I shared my heart with you and it doesn't mean that you shared your heart with me. And so it just, and I could be speaking at you, but it doesn't mean that we got to share our revelation with one another. And unfortunately, we treat our relationship with God as such, right? It's like, oh, well, I was at church today, so that means I'm God's friend. I prayed to God today, so that means I'm God's friend. But that's not the case. A friendship is reciprocity. And so last week, I got my, my answer to this. And it's in John. A lot of the things that I'm going to say are paraphrased. Um, so I'm speaking out of John 15 and, and 16. So in John 15, 14, um, God is, Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he says, if you want to be my friend, then you have to do what I say. Yes. Now, if my best friend were to come to me <laughs> and tell me, Melissa, if you want to be my friend, you better do what I say. I'd be like, sure. You're going to cut me a check at the end of the week because you're treating me like an employee. <laughs> but um, obviously, that's not the case with God, right? And there's another scripture that says, if you love me, you're going to what? You're going to keep my commandments. And so a friendship with God is obeying him. And so unfortunately, we, we tend to treat it as like, no, I said the sinner's prayer. But no, it's like the more that you learn to have a friendship with God, the more that you have to obey him. And so now I want to talk to you about... Um, John 16, where uh, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's telling them, he's ending John 15 and he's telling them, you're about to be persecuted. The world is going to hate you the way that they hate me. And, um, and so he's telling them these things. And so it's a very solemn atmosphere, right? It's very sad. The, the, they're experiencing a lot of grief in their heart. And then he goes on to tell them in John 16, I, I believe it starts at verse five. And he says, I'm going to leave and it's better for you to there leave. Now we all know, and I know that this is a Messiah. I know that this is the son of God. Like I just had the revelation. I know that Jesus is the son of God. I know that from Genesis all the way to Malachi, this is the man that's been prophesied about. This is the Messiah that my people have been waiting for. And now he's telling me that he's about to leave me. I gave up everything for this man. I gave my livelihood up. I gave up my town. I gave up my family to walk with him for these three years. And now he's telling me that he's going to leave me. Like those are some very severe words, right? That's to me, I would be very hurt. And then you're going to tell me that I'm going to start being persecuted. So now you're going to leave right when I need you, right? Like what, what's going on? But then the Jesus offers this comfort, right? It's very important to see in this high tension moment, the, the comfort that he gives. And he says, but I'm going to send the helper. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. I'm, and he's going to come and he's going to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. And I can do, I can go down a whole trail on that, but I'm going to discipline myself and bring myself back. So. The, they're listening to this, right? And so now they have this comfort that is the Holy Spirit. And then he says, there's so much that I want to tell you. There's so much that I wish that you could, that I could tell you in this moment, but your heart cannot bear it. And he says, however, when I go to the Father, we're going to send the Holy Spirit and we're going to give him everything and he's going to be able to re reveal these things to you. And so that is why the Holy Spirit is so important. Because yes, we read the word and it's amazing. And I love the word because everything that I know about the Lord comes from the word and he's able able to use that to speak further to me, right? Um, as our pastor just said on Tuesday, every word we live by, we do not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so um, the Holy Spirit is here to reveal Jesus. And so this is a life hack. 
If you want to increase the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, you can start by glorifying Jesus because that is an atmosphere that the Holy Spirit loves to dwell in. That's why it says in the Word that the moment that we receive salvation, we receive the spirit of adoption that cries out, Abba, Father. Why? Because now He is invited into a being that has just received the glory of God in their lives, the sacrifice. And so now that's a place that the Holy Spirit can dwell in and have His way and have His being in, right? And so now I just want to end it with the name, the Holy Spirit. He's holy, right? And so he's not a novelty. He's not something that we can bring into a party and say, oh, Lord, like, you know, can you just do this? Like, no, like he is an actual person and he deserves that respect. I'm going to give you a little bit of tea about myself. I'm going to throw myself under the bus a little bit. Um, Some of you may have heard this story. If you have you can lip sync with me. It's fine. Um, so early last year, I went, I went on a cruise and, um, I love to dance. I love to party. I mean, I came from that, like whatever. So I love to dance. Right. And so, um, during the cruise, if you've ever been on one, you know that they have like nightclubs, right? So the first two nights, it was fine. People were getting settled in and all that good stuff. However, the third night, people started getting a little bit raunchy. Okay. Like it was a little, it was a little bit questionable. And so then, um, I started feeling that steering in my in my spirit where the lord was like what are you what what are you doing here and so i was like oh it's fine just turn the music up louder it's fine and so um we got we got to uh one of the i think it was like the third and fourth night and the holy spirit was like get out of here and i was right away sir and so so then he starts talking to me he's like you see there's this thing right so what's going on in a club atmosphere? And I'm using this as an example to you, maybe something else. But in a club atmosphere, there's drinking, there's lust, sexual immorality. They're glorifying these things that are not glorifying God. And a sinner that doesn't have the fear of God, they're 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 moving and grooving. They're having their way. They're they're having so much fun in that place. Me as a God fearing woman, if I'm feeling comfortable in that atmosphere, then there's something off with my heart, yes. right? And so that means that I'm not walking in the holiness of the Holy Spirit. Because in that moment, I, the Lord didn't send me to that place because there is a difference, right? You can walk among sinners with a purpose. But when you're joining in what sinners are doing, that's a whole different, that's a whole different ball of wax. And so then the Lord was like, you need to stop doing that. So a few months later, my birthday came around. And as you guys have noticed, there's something that pops off every time it's my birthday. So. It was my birthday and I was like, okay, like, but I really want to go dancing. <laughs> and so, um, my poor friends always bring them along. Um, we were, we, I, we ended up finding this lounge and it was a Sunday night crowd. If you know anything about a Sunday night crowd, it's weird. Okay. <laughs> and it's in Laughlin. So it's even more weird. It's a whole thing. So then we're sitting there and then, um, there's a shift between whatever. And so then I'm sitting there and all of a sudden, like we're, we're waiting. And then I feel this jolt from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I just feel this like quick jolt. And then I hear this yelling from the inside of me. And it was the Holy Ghost. And he said, I have blessed you. And this is what you're doing with that blessing. And I have never in my life heard the voice of the Lord so so clearly and so loudly. And I was like, Okay. (laughs) And my poor friends didn't know that. They didn't know that I had just gotten the biggest spanking of my life. Okay. So then... I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, I need to get out of here. And I'm sitting there and I'm filled with so much sorrow and so much regret. Part of it, and I'm not, and I don't want to 
overly make this like a romantic thing because part of me was sorrowful that I wasn't repentant. I wasn't ready to let that go yet. But then the real repentance came was because I didn't want, I was so afraid that I had forfeited my relationship and my intimacy with God. Cause that's what happens. You see, the Holy Spirit, He gives us grace and He gives us the ability to change our hearts. But there comes a moment where He's like, I'm sorry, but at this point, I'm going to quiet myself and I'm going to bow out. Doesn't mean that He leaves you, but He's no longer involved in the way that we want Him to be involved. Um, something that He just brought into my remembrance, as you know, I said, the Holy Spirit is not a novelty. If you know anything about the story of Samson, you know that the Samson used the Holy Spirit as a, as a novelty, right? He was like, I need to be strong right now. And so the Holy Spirit says that he would come upon him and then he would do the whole thing. But Samson never learned how to walk with the Holy Spirit. And that was what caused his demise. And so the Holy Spirit will show up and the Holy Spirit will do what he needs to do when it's according to the will of the Father. But it doesn't mean that that is your seal upon your life where you're walking correctly with God. And so... I'm telling you all of this because the Holy Spirit is, I'm not, he's not fragile and he's not weak, but it does say that he came upon Jesus as a dove. That means that he is sensitive, right? To the atmosphere. He's sensitive to what's going on inside of you. And so we have to cultivate this thing inside of us that is welcoming to the Holy Spirit. And now the last thing that I'm going to say, what I'm going to leave you with is I, last year in particular, I really struggled with letting go of things that were, that marked my identity and in really profound ways. Like again, back to to the music, back to the club, back to the dancing. These were things that were embedded in my identity because it's where I received my validation. And so it was very difficult for me to let those things go. And so, for example, just to bring it back down to music, I there's a certain genre that I love to listen to. And... Um, and every time I would get in my car right away, play, play, play. Um, it's like I'm a country girl and it's like I'm in my Honda, relax. Um, and so I'm listening to that and I just kept punishing myself. I would fast and it was just very tough to let go of these things. And then finally one day I was just so fed up and I'm like, God, like I just cannot let go of this because I like it. I like it. Help me. And, um, and then I started realizing, okay, you know, it's God's kindness that leads us into repentance. And so the pressure and the the anger that I was feeling towards myself, that was not from the Lord. And so if God's kindness is what leads us into repentance, then I had to realize, okay, what does this kindness lead me into besides repentance? Repentance is to reconcile us back to the Lord. And so what I started doing is when I first got into my car, it's like, okay, I can still listen to this song, but first I'm going to play a worship song. And then what happened is as soon as I heard the worship song, I was like, oh, Lord, you're so good. Now I wanted to listen to the next worship song and the next worship song. And so I was being drawn into the holiness of God just because I was making myself available. And so I was letting go of my appetite for the music and I was cultivating my appetite for holiness. And so uh, the reason I'm saying all of that is because God is good and he is on our side. And so the Holy Spirit is a helper. Remember when Jesus talked to his disciples, it was the most heart-wrenching of times, but he says, I have given you a helper. And so if we're dealing with any sin or if there's anything that's going on in our lives that's keeping us separate from God, and the enemy is like, you need to fix this and then go to God, it's not it's not the voice of God. The, the voice of God doesn't drive us, it leads us. And so I just want to leave you with that. You know, the Holy Spirit, he's good, he's our best friend, and he's amazing. And I just, I hope that we can continue to grow in him. And if and if you don't mind, I actually just, uh, this is something that's burning inside of me that I forgot to mention. Um, you know, when it, when I go back to that whole friendship with God thing, and I think the reason why the Lord wanted me to say that is because I do think like this year in particular, there's such a deep hunger 
for the word of God. And there's such a, and what happens though is that we don't know what we're experiencing until we've tasted it. Right. Right. And so some of us are feeling this like deep anguish and this deep desperation. And so what happens is that we're confusing it with, um, and please excuse me if I'm wrong, but we're confusing it with like emotional turmoil. But what was happening is that the Lord is drawing us in. And so, you know, there's this thing, um, and I have to say this, and part of me is resisting, but um, you know that uh, the way that I picture it is that T-shirt, right? Like, Jesus is my homeboy, and it's like, Jesus like this. I'm so sorry. But to me, that is not biblical whatsoever. The reason why I'm saying that is because I see from Genesis all the way to Revelation that the more that people walk with God, the more reverence that they had with him. And the more um, the more that they addressed him as king and Lord and Savior, right? You can only be his friend to the level of lordship. Remember that. So if that's the case, it's like, the you know, if... And I'm not like there's times where I goof around with the Lord, like, don't get me wrong. But I still at the end of the day, like, I know that he's God. Right. When he tells me to leave a place, I have to leave that place and no questions asked. And so, um, you know, I really want to say that because I do believe like and I feel it. And the Lord showed me that in this room. And I'm please like people that know me, they know that I'm not somebody to just uh, give compliments for the sake of compliment. Um, but I really do feel like that in this room, there's such a deep hunger and there's such a steering. And because you guys want the depth of God, but you're. But we have this wrong idea of friendship according to the word, but relationship with God is costly. It's, it's costly. Like it allows you to get rid of who you are in order for you to be able to mesh with him. And so this year, you know, it's, it's, it's gearing up to be a very difficult year. And I'm not saying that as a gloom and doom, but wasn't that what Jesus was saying? This year is gearing up to be a difficult time for you. You're about to be persecuted. And I'm not saying you're going to be persecuted. I mean, hello, that's. That's neither here nor there. But what I'm saying is in order to be able to endure, like, there is such a depth that you have to encounter with the Lord. And you may be saying, well, Melissa, how do I get there? Like, because you're measuring yourself based on the sin that you have. But listen, it's the Lord that draws us in. It's Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit that draws us in. John and James, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. I've learned that it's not the grandiose process it's you know what okay i tend to watch tv three hours today i'm just gonna stop at two hours and 50 minutes tomorrow i'm gonna stop at two hours and 40 minutes and then i'm just gonna be like lord i'm here hello how's it going you know and the next thing you know you're just like with the lord and you're in this other place and all of a sudden you're transformed and you don't even know who you are and that's that's the natural process with god like that's how it is. That's how God works. He lowers us in. He draws us in because he's a good father. He's a he's a romantic God. And in Revelations, it says the spirit and the bride say come. And so that shows me that there has to be this unity between the bride, which is the church and the Holy Spirit together. And once there's that unity, once there's that, you know, that that romance, that's what draws Jesus in. And that's where the God, the father can say, go get your bride. It's that unity with the Holy Ghost. And so don't sleep on him. He's awesome. thank you for listening if you liked this episode or we answered any of your questions or you have a question that you would like to be discussed in future episodes let us know in the comments or share on social media you may also email us at inthevine.dating at gmail.com and don't forget to visit our website for more information about our upcoming events on inthevinedating.com and be sure to hit subscribe so you won't miss out on the amazing content and guests we have lined up for you Shalom and God bless.